Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. All right. And today, well, how are you guys doing? Let's start there. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> it's been a it's been a, a week, man. Yeah, it has. A lot's happened. Yeah. 2020 sucks. 2020 yeah. is this yeah. Is the first time I've said it, like I feel <laughs> like a lot of the things that have happened so far in 2020, I'm like, okay, so like we've got a pandemic, sure. Like we'll figure it out. Wait, we can't go into work. Okay, I mean, how long can that last? We'll figure it out. Um the whole world's on fire. I mean, we'll we'll get it done. We'll figure we always it out, do. right? Yeah. And then, like, and it it sucks because, like, I, I've been feeling it, but I've just been, like, super, you know, I've been trying to be positive and learning, like, with everything going on. And, right. you know, of course, there's a whole bunch of social injustice and politics and stuff. But I got to say, like, nothing has hit me as bad as, you know, a couple of days ago when we heard about Chadwick. Like, that... I had a friend text me and I was with this same friend the day that Stan Lee died. Like we were, we were hanging out together and we heard Stan Lee died together. And so he texted me and he's like, and I just had to sit down. Like I like WTF because I can't say what I really want to say <laughs> on the show. And I know that other things are more horrible, but I think like more than ever right now, we need escapisms and yep. we need heroes and yep. we need like those people in our lives that, that give us those escapes and that make us feel so good. And to lose Chadwick, I, I am like besides beside myself. I don't even know. Yeah. Well, Jake, I thought it was really interesting. It reminded me in a lot of ways of the passing of Neil Peart earlier this year in that both of them had cancer for years and didn't tell anybody. And yeah. you look at his filmography, the amount of work that he did over the last four years is phenomenal. And, and visiting children's in hospitals and it, it's incredible. And the strength and grace and, humanity that he had was just exceptional yeah it, it is interesting when you look at it um like that and and i'm always fascinated by that because of the way social media and the 24-hour news cycle has really changed the way that celebrities live it's hard to keep those right. kinds of things secret there's always mm -hmm. somebody that's willing to kind of leak information to get that story out there um and so it's always, it's fascinating when you find out something like this um, because that is so rare. Um, but with Neil Peart, I felt like you could look back on his career and Rush in general and kind of see, okay, now it makes sense why they slowed down. Now it makes sense why they stopped touring now. But with, with Chadwick Boseman, he was full steam ahead. Like, his career really took off in the last four years. I mean, we're talking today about 42, which was done in 2013. So that was before he had colon cancer, but really, I mean, black Panther, infinity war, Endgame, game, mm -hmm. Marshall, all of those came out. Bridges. 
yeah, all uh, of those came and out. Was, and his his last movie was a Spike Lee movie. And if right. you know anything about Spike Lee, I admire Spike Lee's filmmaking so much. And that movie was incredible. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's not easy to be on a Spike Lee set, especially because nope. they were in the middle of jungles. Yeah. And no. you and now that I look back at it, because I, of course, I'm going back and looking at all of the media pictures from that movie. And I went and I watched the movie again yesterday. You know, he is a lot um, thinner than he is in Black Panther. But you, we automatically think they're actors. They go right, up yeah. and down and up right. and down. That's just how it is. But if you've never like people's jobs, my mom worked the the entire 10 years that she battled cancer. And some of those years were worse than other, but, and I'm not saying this is any less than him. She's sitting at a desk, you know, and she can kind of control the atmosphere. And I'm not saying that was easy. I have no oh, idea, definitely. but yeah, make, making a film is super difficult. There are long days. And then having three um, movies that are Marvel Cinematic Universe movies that you have to do junkets for. This is, you are right. flying from place mm -hmm. to place to place. You are answering questions nonstop for hours and hours. You are signing autographs. You are taking, this is like grueling work that he did. And I would like to make a statement that the fact that nobody actually leaked it for mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. Um, that makes me feel that he had so much respect from his peers, right? They respected him so much not to do that. When you surround yourself with projects and people that care about you, that's what you're going to get. And Marvel knew Marvel came out with the statement that they knew and they didn't tell anyone and no one from their staff told anyone. And right. like, Again, it's not like he was on some small podunk movies, <laughs> you know. He's like in these big blockbuster films that people balls. are digging. They're digging to look for information on these actors to be able to get out to sell, you know, news stories and papers and what clicks. And so for me to know that he was able to keep this a secret for so long, one makes me so happy for him because if you've ever known anybody that's had to go through anything like that, it's difficult enough to oh, deal yeah. with yourself and your family on a daily basis, but to have to deal with the whole world. Oh yeah. Um, I can't imagine, you know, and the fact that people kept the secret makes me have so much more respect for so many things right now. I mean, I'm always surprised when some, a celebrity is pregnant and they've got through the whole pregnancy without anybody knowing right. like yeah. four years of, of dealing with cancer and having to, you have to go to treatment. Mm -hmm. So that well, means like all the doctors and nurses had to keep it a secret too. So this all gives the lab me a little techs. bit of hope in this world right now. It gives me a little bit of hope. Well, and I got to say, I mean, um, he was diagnosed at stage three. And it mm -hmm. ended up being four before it took him. But stage three is not a, that is a serious, serious disease. And I mean, my wife just recently had had breast cancer and the amount of people that helped her and worked on her and knew her case and worked her treatment, the amount of people is 10 times that I'm sure with stage three colon cancer. And like Val said, for none of those people, none of those lab assistants, nobody, Nobody said a word, and that just really speaks to the to the man that he was and the respect that he had. I totally agree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and he's left behind. I mean, he, he was very young, right? I mean, 43. Yeah, 43. Um, but I, I just ahead. have to say, I, I, I was really quite upset um, yesterday. I, I started getting ads online and on my Facebook feed for Chadwick Boseman shirts. And I was just like, you vultures, man. And, yeah. and they had like a picture of him and they had the, the dates for his life and death. But since they heard he was 43, they were putting down that he was born in 1977. He was born in 76. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the, the vultures, man, that, that was, that was a bad thing for me. As far as my feed goes, everybody was just devastated by the news. Nobody was, was not affected by this. Yeah. It it was shocking when that came across Friday night. I just, I thought I it was a joke. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm always like, that my, can't first. be real. The only reason I, I didn't think it was a joke because the first post that I saw was from variety. Ah. And so it was, you know, it wasn't one of these unreliable. It wasn't like, well, I don't want to say because the there's a bunch of really crummy sites out there, but this was like a, a reputable entertainment news source. Right. And so when I saw that, I was like, wait a second. Um, and it was just like, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. I mean, 43 for the, for the three of us, that's not, that's not old. 43. No, <laughs> that was me two years 41. ago. I just turned 41. Like, yeah, I'm 45. It's, yeah. It's in, in watching 42 again, he's a baby. He was a oh, child yeah. when he made mm-hmm. that movie. Like he, it just makes, like, it just makes me so sad. I just got goosebumps for his family and his wife. And, you know, for us fans, like my stomach hurts and I want to cry again right now, but you know, he had so many people around him that have been dealing with, and I don't know if maybe finally that people know if they can like exhale a little bit. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Yeah, you know, how that feels for them to see, you know, just the outpour of, I don't know, love for him, if that right. is helpful or not. Like, but it just, I can't. Well, I, I we saw were, we weren't done with him. We right. weren't done with him. And, <laughs> and all a... I could think, and I know this is horrible, but within like four hours of just like sitting and thinking about it, and it was late into the night Friday, is all I could think of is I have been complaining for two years that they keep pushing back Black Panther 2 and pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And I had no idea, but I'm sure that's why they were yeah. and i mean i don't know but i right, can assume right. that that's why they were pushing it back because they were giving him time i don't know again these are me making guesstimates right, but i just right. felt like i like a total jerk i just felt like a total jerk well i know well, i know there was something a while back on twitter uh, or on social media where people were commenting on pictures of him recently where he looked really fatigued and worn out and um, we know social media can be very unkind to a lot of these celebrities. Um, right. and, and now people in general, yeah, I mean, people in general, uh, yeah. but now to have this come out, like, man, making those kind of comments, you've got to feel, well, maybe you don't, I, a lot of people Who that knows? make those kind of comments don't care, but, um, right but like it makes sense, you know, and it just goes to show you, you don't know what's going on in somebody's life. And so it's really easy right. to make these kind of snap judgments and like, Oh, well, this person should have a lot more money. And so they should be taking care of themselves better and this and that you don't know what their circumstances are. Right. And he, right. 
you know, he, he chose to fight this battle privately with his family, which I think is admirable. Mm -hmm. And, but we don't have a right to know these, like, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, There, there's no, some people are so angry all the time when they don't get answers from people that are in the public life and they're like, well, we right. deserve to know this and that. And why can't they tell us these things? And, but you don't have any right to anything just because someone is a celebrity or, you know, whatever does, unless you're, and I'm just going to use this as an example and not have to do anything with polit- with politics, unless you're the president of the United States, we don't have to know anything about yep. you. If you're running our country, we kind of need to know, like if your physical wellness is okay, like yeah. that is mm-hmm. like our right. Like right. we need to know. Um, yeah. But there are still limits to that as well. Like we don't need to know if, you know, you are have bad digestion or if you're lactose right. intolerant or, right. you know, like we don't, there's a limit to things. And I have just been trying over the past two years to not insult people on social media because you don't know what people are going through and you don't know what your comment, what your word will do to someone. Words are very powerful and they stay forever, forever. And I, you know, yeah, I had to totally unplug after I heard about Chadwick just because the whole week of people on social media with what's going on in the world right now and all of the hate and the anger have just it's been, been draining I mean, getting to me but it's like i'm i i did something today that i'm going to admit to that i'm probably gonna get like a card of somewhat taken away from me <laughs> i downloaded stephanie meyer's midnight sun <laughs> so that i could listen to it because i just needed something that was had nothing to do with anything right i no, didn't want no, any politics no judgment here any hatred i just needed stupid and inconsequential fun in my brain that could pull me away from everything else that was going on and i have to tell you that it worked and there's totally a place for 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 just silliness and that's why um tracy like i will never give you crap about sharknado ever oh i can't lie i probably will however However, I understand. I understand the need. I understand the need. And there well, is a there is a place for it. There is a place for well, it. Well, this weekend, Val, if it makes you feel better, I had a, a delicious slice of red velvet cake cheesecake. And I've been watching High Score on Netflix and Cobra Kai. So it's the same Cobra thing. Kai. Cobra Kai is on Netflix <laughs> now. And it's it's pretty decent. I hadn't seen it before. But I, I, I'm right. with you. I needed a palate cleanser. And this week had been, like you said, so hard. And I, and I do want to touch one thing on um, what Val said about not knowing people's lives. Um, and, and I don't want to keep referring to this, but I was talking to Kevin J. Anderson, the author, who was really good friends with Neil Peart. And he told me after, he said, I feel really bad and I have to apologize to you. And I said, why? And he said, because I couldn't tell you. And I said, you don't have to apologize to me. I wasn't part of the inner sanctum, man. That's none of my business. And he said, yeah. yeah, but you probably wouldn't have said anything. And I probably could have told you. And I said, no, I'm glad you didn't because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not privileged in a way, you know, I'm not part of that um, group that needed to know. And, mm-hmm. and that's how I feel with, with Chadwick. And it's just, 
what a phenomenal actor. I, I went back, I needed something uplifting. So I found the clip of where he was doing press for Black Panther and he was with Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if you guys have seen this, yeah. where he's, the people are talking to a picture of, of Black Panther and telling them, you know, telling Chadwick what he means to them. And then he's behind the curtain listening the whole time and then comes out and surprises them and hugs them. And just, it's just such an outstanding person from all accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know some, some pictures have uh, surfaced uh, or resurfaced of him visiting kids in the hospital. A lot of them dealing with cancer themselves while he mm -hmm. was fighting it himself. And um like those are the kinds of things where I think that just kind of kind of shows the the quality of individual that he was. And I think looking at the films that he chose to be a part of, I mean, you know, after after 42 and then going into like his career uh, with Black Panther and, and Marvel and what he did there, like he really could have been in any Hollywood film that he wanted to. And he was probably a hot ticket. Right. I mean, people oh, right. wanted to put him in films but he was very selective about what he chose to be a part of. And I think you look back at his career and you can see that there were things that were important to him. And he portrayed that in the characters that he portrayed on film. Yes, um, absolutely. Including 42 that we're talking about today. And, you know, this wasn't our plan. Like we didn't plan on talking about this movie uh, for this episode. Like we, we had, we had discussed it. sports movies. Yeah, yeah. It was one that came up. But we mm -hmm. talked about different sports movies and we were actually going to talk about really dumb sports movies that we enjoy because this was like the fifth Monday this month. But when this happened, it just felt like it was the right thing to do yeah. um, in, an, in an appropriate way, like not trying to cash in on his name like the T-shirt company because we don't make any money. <laughs> but 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 really just to kind of celebrate his career yeah. um, to me that this hit the only one that I could think of that hit me this hard because of his age was um, when Heath Ledger passed mm -hmm. and obviously very different circumstances. Um, but Heath Ledger was really just getting into the peak of his career and right. to have right. him go when he did um, it, it was just shocking. And it was all of a sudden, and this was to me felt similar in a lot of ways to that. Obviously again, very different circumstances, but just in the suddenness of it, it was, it was similar. Yeah. To me, it was yeah, like absolutely. Robin Williams. It was Robin Williams is kind of one of the only celebrity deaths that really hit me this hard because yeah, even though he was a little bit older, we still didn't expect what had happened to him. Right. And, and I, I felt the same way with Chadwick as I just felt like blindsided and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I literally, I, again, I just, I sat down where I was and I was just kind of like, what, you know, like I had to re read the text and then I had to go search it to see if it was really true. Right. Right. And, and I, it was just, you know, and so many friends, both in the nerd community in, you know, all my friends of color, you know, been talking to them and he, him as an actor with all of the roles that he was in, but especially black Panther mm -hmm. um, meant more than just a movie for a lot of people. That oh, definitely. More than just a character for a lot of people. And 
he knew how important playing that character was going to be. He didn't know that other people knew how important it was going to be. He stated <laughs> in an interview, he stated, he said, I've, I've met these kids um, with cancer and I, I've been talking to them every day on the set and, you know, their mom every day on the set. And he's like, I knew I was going to be doing something important, but I didn't know that it was so important that these two kids were trying not to die so that they could see the movie. Wow. Wow. Like, that's because to see someone like them on screen as a superhero and a king as a part of a, and a king and someone that was an intricate part of these superheroes that we have seen for the past 10 years that are such a big deal. He wasn't a sidekick. He wasn't right. here in the distance. He wasn't a villain. He was an intricate part of this story and you know it was big for a lot of people and he was just blown away by that because you know you just you don't know when you're going into any job that it's going to mean that much and he, right. he knew a little bit but he, you know that's well and, crazy and for me and then go ahead i was going to say in 42 for him to pick that character because he and I remember him saying in an interview because 42 is actually one of you guys know how much I love sports movies and it's one of my favorite sports movies but favorite just movies in general and we'll get into why but he picked that character knowing that if he didn't do it justice mm -hmm. he was gonna get slammed by his own community and he right. was young in the business he had just done another very specific um well-known actual human being before this and we are you know in marshall mm -hmm. sorry um and you know he was picked to do this character that again if if the movie didn't turn out great if he didn't do a good job the pressure for him was more than just not getting another good gig you know right yeah. right and, this was a career changer and well and, and but these, i i okay. love the, oh go ahead no go ahead no i was just gonna say i and these types of movies can so often go the wrong way, right? Like there, right. there's a real legitimate concern. I mean, you hear of stuff like Blindside, for example, which is so yeah. not, it's based on a true story, but not it's so super sappy. accurate and, and things like that. And this yeah. could have gone that way and it, and it really didn't. So it was a risk. I could see the concern there. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite things about this movie is that we've got all of these actors that we love so much playing characters that they wouldn't normally play. Like Harrison yes. Ford's character, Branch, he has not played a character like that before. But Alan Tudyk's character oh, is I know. a yeah. dick. Oh, yeah. And, and he is not a dick. But no, I, I, he does this character super nice so guy. well that I... I, when the first time I saw this movie, I was just like, I hate this movie already. Like, you know, like 10 in with his character like that. I'm like, no, no. And then as the movie goes and that the dynamic of these characters together and the up and downs and the way that they all move together in this story was done so well. What were you going to say, Jake? Oh, just that, no, just along with what Val was saying, Alan Tudyk is typically plays very lovable characters and you just want to like the guy. And yeah, this was a, a big departure for him. Ben Chapman was not a great individual. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and I, I was really, um, I was really happy that the film did not try and sugarcoat the racism. Um, right. It didn't try and make it 
rose colored. It was it, it hearing him say those words physically hurt me. Um, rewatching yeah. that last night, it was like every time it was like I got a punch to the face. It's like, oh my god, and it wasn't that yeah. long ago. It 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 was bad. It, you know, him yelling it at him and everything was bad. I think the part that was even worse was when they went to Cincinnati and you've got the, the guy there with his son and right. they're there to see Pee Wee cause they're his family or whatever. And then when Jackie takes the field and everybody starts yelling and the dad's yelling racial slurs at him and the kid's confused for a minute. And then he starts yelling it too. And my heart just right. breaks when I watch that because it's yeah. like, that just shows you the power and how this gets passed down from one generation to the next. Um, I mean, kids don't learn to hate people that are different than them. They see their, the grownups around them and how the grownups around them right. interact. That's what they're going to model and what they're going to do. And it, it just right. breaks your heart to see that. If you ever want to prove that systemic racism is actually a thing, have them watch this movie. Like it's, Oh yeah. It's, it's, and, and the thing is, is that the people in the movie, these characters that they're portraying don't understand that anything that they're doing is wrong because like you said, Jake, they're watching, this kid's watching his dad, his mm -hmm. hero right. say these things at a ball game to people and so the kid, of course, is going to say those things. How many times have you been around your kid or your niece and nephew and they play the repeat game, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything you say. Like kids hear everything we say. They repeat what we say. And when you say it as an adult, as someone they look up to, they just assume that it's the right thing to do. Right. And I love how this movie shows um, all different sides of that. They're mm -hmm. not really slamming each group. They're just saying we're we're giving you a view of how this time period was. Right. Like right. it doesn't really have a side. It's just telling the story that this is how this time period was. But it also shows um, how black people during this time also had this fight and this, you know, um, passion. And some didn't want it to be changed. They were afraid of the change right. because they had been taught for so long that this is their place. And how dare you, you know, think that you should up, be outside of higher. this place that we're all at. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and it was interesting, uh, you know, talking about the kid there with his son. But then you've got uh, the little boy who's Ed Charles, uh, you find out at the end of the movie. Um and he's there with his mom watching Jackie at spring training uh, for Montreal. And when he's just praying, like, just please <laughs> let him do well. Let them see that we can do this. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, just the hope. And, and, you know, Jackie Robinson, I think as you watch this movie, you see he wasn't necessarily like, I think he understood on some level what he was doing. Like he understood the impact of what was happening. Right. But I don't yeah. think he thought of himself as any kind of hero as he was doing it. He just wanted yeah. to play ball. He felt like he was right. good enough to do it. Um, and he knew he was good enough to do it in the major leagues. And as he starts to realize that like people are watching this, that the, the kids are watching this. And, and I love at the end when it shows the little boy that he was Ed Charles grew up and played major league baseball and played for the 1969 miracle Mets and won the world mm -hmm. series and, and mm -hmm. all of that, like, those are the kinds of things that 
Jackie Robinson set into motion for for the next generation and even for his current yeah. generation, opening the way um, for things to get better. Yeah. Well, and I, I think one of the most powerful no, scenes is, I think one of the most powerful scenes is just after the Alan Tudyk incident, um, where he has to go into the into the dugout in the hallway mm-hmm. before he can express any kind of emotion because he couldn't he couldn't break down on the field and I and I was doing some reading before the show and when Branch Rickey says I'm looking for a player who has the guts not to fight back that's an actual quote mm-hmm. and he knows he can't show emotion it's a no win situation for him and yeah. he just can't take it anymore and then him. The acting in that scene, the emotion of him breaking that bat and then just sobbing is just phenomenal. Yeah. I need you to be strong enough to go out there, play a game, shut every single person out that is yelling these things at you and just win. I need you to be strong enough not to fight back. And I know that was a little controversial um, when people re-found that quote in this movie when it came out because a lot of people like, well telling him, you know, a white man telling him not to fight back, but it was so crucial because if he would have done anything else on that field Mm -hmm. other than play a ball game, then it would no longer be about whether he deserved to be there, but why he shouldn't be there. You know I mean? We all can see how people pull things these days. And back then it was even worse. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, that was just one of like a handful, two handfuls of some really, good quotes there were a lot of really great deep quotes from the movie but i still love one of my favorite parts is when the reporter says what do you do if one of these pitchers throws for your head and he's like i'll duck just like anybody else yeah. i'm just a player I'll duck. and he says it with like such like i'll duck you know? well, like he- i love that quote so much because he was like i'm gonna get him on this question are you well and even it that yeah, that opening, that first time that he's talking to the reporters, I love the interaction between him and Denny um, because he's giving him these questions. He's like, okay, well, the, you know, right. you want to see these questions come in slow because they're going to come. And then when he goes and talks to reporters, they ask him the exact same questions that Denny said they were going to ask. <laughs> and, and, like, he looks, oh, and he looks, and he looks over at Denny, and <laughs> Denny's yeah, like, like uh... I told you. <laughs> But then I love it when they're like, hey, are you trying to take Pee Wee's job? He's like, right now I'm just trying to make the the Montreal Royals. Like, that's what I've got to do first. And so, I mean, he, Jackie Robinson, as an individual, as a, as a person, is such a rare individual, such a rare human being that he was able to come in at the time that he did and do what he did in the way that he did it. And I mean, really... Branch Rickey having to go out and find the right person to do this. I mean, he needed right. someone, like he said, that had the guts to but not. But also had the physical ability. Right. Because Branch Rickey is a really good advocate. Um, you, you hear, or an ally. You you hear, like, yeah. these movies can sometimes fall into the white savior complex, right? Where someone right. Right. come in and save them. But Branch Rickey is... is in this movie, he's an ally in that he he says, we need to rectify this. We need to give him an opportunity. But then he goes out and gets out of the way and lets him take advantage of the opportunity. Right. And and that's really it, right? Like Jackie Robinson accomplished what he accomplished because he was Jackie Robinson, not because 
Branch Rickey cut him any slack or anything. He just gave him the opportunity. Right. He, he said he's got the door the and he can he just, pee. Yeah. He, he just yeah. opened the door for Jackie to walk through because if Jackie right. would walk through that door, lost his cool, didn't play well, wasn't the athlete and the human that he was, he would have right. failed. Right. And right. that's like most people just need somebody to open the door for them. Like here yeah. is the chance. And, and he had the guts and he had the money and he had the respect from others to be able to do that because not many people, especially during that time were were able to fight for something like that. Right. He didn't have as much to lose as other people during that time. Yeah. Well, and you think about it too. I mean, he was, he, he's not in some small town. He's playing for the Dodgers. He's playing in New York. He's playing for the biggest yeah. team in the biggest media market the amount of scrutiny yeah. and pressure on him is just unbelievable yeah. as to what he must have gone through. Well, yeah. And one, one screw up, one mess up. Right. Uh, and it, and it would have been all over the news. It would have been all mm-hmm. over everything. I, I love when they're talking about going and getting him and, you know, Brand Tricky says, this is who I want to go get. And they're like, well, you know, yeah, he was in the service, but he was court martialed. Well, yeah, because he wasn't, he wasn't going to sit at the back of the bus and, you know, he doesn't agree with segregation. If you were white, we'd call that spirit, not, you know, uh, yeah. and, and then when he talks about, he says, and, and he's a Methodist and I'm a Methodist. And Like, where does it go wrong? I mean, we're like, we're all the same. <laughs> and I love the line too, with Harrison Ford, when he's like, one day, do you think God's a fan of baseball? Cause one day you're going to, yeah. you're going to die and you're yeah. going to go to heaven. And God's going to ask you why you didn't play. And I don't think your answer is going to be good enough. That was a great yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. And he, so he showed very logical answers instead of emotional. You right. Know? And that's what he was trying to teach Jackie is that come to this into a game. You're a man playing against other men. Yes. You're going to have people coming at you every single day. They're going to be there, but don't go you know, low, like he did. I think he said low ground and I immediately started, uh, I thought of star Wars, but um, (laughs) like (laughs) high ground, low ground, you know, he was trying to, to convey to him, like you're a man playing against other men. Keep that in your mind. Yes. You're going to have all this crap coming at you, but you cannot don't be emotional. Like the haters, the -hmm. people that are coming at you with hate are super emotional with that hate. If you play their game, you're going to lose this game. The minute you start. And it was hard on him. It was hard on his family. It was hard on his community too. Cause they all had opinions about what was the right thing for him to do. But I love when he's writing in the car and the guy is, you know, like, this isn't just for you anymore. This is for everyone watching you. Like we're all watching you. Right. When you go on the field, when you hit that ball and I don't remember the quote exactly, you know, like you're hitting it for us, (laughs) you know, and that had to be like, like so much pressure, but also, you know, it was a little bit more than ball game (laughs) and it's hard to not walk on the field every day and try and just be a man playing against other men. When you've got all of this, stuff mm-hmm. stacking you know that that's a exceptional right. human right there to have to deal with that well i love I, I love when he's talking to his wife after the uh ben chapman incident alan tudyk um and and he's saying to her like i i don't 
I don't care if they like me. I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to play yeah. baseball. He yeah. says, and I don't care if they even respect right. me because I respect myself and I respect who I am. I just don't want them to, to beat win. me. Yeah, and beat. like, that's such a powerful thing. Like he had to have, I mean, that kind of respect for himself and who he was and know who he was. And I think that that is such an admirable quality. And really, how do you accomplish anything like that? If you don't respect who you are and, and, and understand your worth, you know what I mean? It, I thought that was yeah. powerful. I'm pretty sure when they mm-hmm. cast this movie, it was before Marshall had, you know, such a good following. And I'm so glad yeah. that they, that they cast Chadwick in this role because he wasn't really this well-known actor. Like he had done a few things that people had noticed, but nobody knew this guy's name, right? There wasn't a big people that were right. like, Oh, you know, that guy. Let's and I cast him. That they also, a lot of the other baseball players as well were people that you maybe recognized, but you didn't quite know their names, but so you you concentrated on the relationships between these baseball players and between um, what they brought to the screen instead of how superstarish they were. Of course, they had Harrison Ford, you know, they had Tuttick, but even Tuttick at the time, you know, kind of Wasn't had his niche in like man. the nerdy world. This was this was outside of the nerdy world for him. Um, and I think that was great because a whole different genre of people got to know who he was and he just gave such a powerful performance. Um, you know, because when I watched 42, I, I knew that, you know, Chadwick looked familiar, but I mean, they could have used Denzel. They could have used like Mm -hmm. any of all of these other big actors, but they chose to use someone that, that looked young that mm-hmm. was green because that's who Jackie was at the time. Yeah. It right. was just so much more powerful to me to have him cast as this role than to have someone that was more well-known and maybe a little bit older cast in the role. Yeah. I read um, before the show, the producers were the same producers that did the movie Ray and they mm-hmm. wanted to do this film and they talked about how difficult it was getting the funding to do a picture about an African-American male as, as the lead star. And it's just, we're, we're, we're not as far as I hoped we were, <laughs> you know, and, and we still see um, in, in athletics. I mean, just was it last year or two years ago, the fan that got kicked out of the, uh, I still call it the Delta center, the Vivint, Home mm-hmm. arena home whatever arena. it is yeah. um because he was he was um using racial slurs against russell westbrook mm-hmm. so i mean that's a recent well, thing these these are things that these players have to deal with still yeah, yeah. it it is well and and we can even see it we can see hues of it today i mean the protests that we're seeing in the nba right now right what they're protesting is not something that's happening in sports but the reactions that we're seeing from sports fans, it uh-huh. was hard not to hear some of those echoed into some of the things that fans were shouting at Jackie Robinson. In I felt 42. that too. When I felt, that you know, too, right yeah. after I watched this movie, I, I got on, on Twitter and a local news outlet had tweeted something about uh, an article that they had done about Donovan Mitchell's response to fans that are saying they're not watching the NBA now. And he said, well, you know, if you don't agree with the NBA, then, then don't watch it. Like that's right. your choice. 
And the re- response is the first one that comes up is don't these players know that they're just players out there to entertain us. Yeah. And it, it was the equivalent of know your role, sit down. Right. You are here quiet. to serve me. Right. My entertainment and, need, need to be served and you need to provide that for me. Yeah. And this just, to me, watching this movie reminds me that sports has never, ever, ever just been about sports. Right. And if you think it is, you're, you're missing it. You're missing a lot of the stuff that's happening. Well, we forget that these are – okay, so you know, I, I see a lot on social media. You get the, oh, well, they're multimillion-dollar basketball players. They'll ne- nothing bad mm-hmm. will ever happen to them. Like three years ago, there was a player for the Atlanta Falcons who got shot by a police officer while he was at a nightclub. Um, ended up that the police officer was completely in the wrong and he got like $4 million for the, for the settlement. So just because you have money and because you have fame does not mean that you're impervious to the racism that's, that's out there. Mm -hmm. My thing is humans are humans are humans. And it just because the job that you have does not dictate whether you don't get to have an opinion, whether you don't get to have the same rights as everyone else. Um, and this is a topic that, I mean, I'm not going to get too into it because I'm, I've had this topic thrown at me for years. I've been in the entertainment mm-hmm. world for a long time and as a woman. And the minute I started actually having an opinion a couple of years ago, people were like, that's not what your role is. You're mm-hmm. a radio personality. You're just supposed to tell us what's going on. So just because of the job I chose means that I'm not, I can't educate myself. I can't be smart enough to know and have right. the same opinions as everybody else that votes in this country, that pays taxes in this country. That, And everyone has struggles. Again, we're talking about Chadwick today. Chadwick mm-hmm. Bozeman, who died of cancer. We mm-hmm. didn't know his struggle. Everyone, regardless of how much money you make, the job you have, the color of right. your skin... You have problems, you have issues, you have troubles. And to say that someone doesn't have the right to have an opinion or have the right to grieve or have the right to be sad or complain about something just because of their job, you need to really take a big fat look in the mirror at your life yeah. right now. There, there was a really good article. Um, if you haven't read it, Gordon Monson of the Salt Lake Tribune wrote a great article about how if you're upset about the NBA stopping play for a few days you really need to check yourself and you need to step back and you've got to put yourself into their shoes and you've got to sit down and shut up and listen. And we got to move forward and make it a better thing. It's a great article. I'd highly recommend checking that one out. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not a show that's going to talk about it. Um, these big, I mean, right. You shouldn't come to us for an opinion on what's happening in the world today because that's not what our show is about. <laughs> but what our I will show is say, about what movies, what movies make us. And these movies, yeah. movies like 42, movies yep. like Black Panther, movies, you know, movies like those, they, they should stop. They should pause you, your mind to ask questions and to listen, yeah. like Tracy said, and to mm-hmm. actually think about what happens outside of your bubble. Those are right. the movies that make us who it, we it, are. But yeah, right, we're not right. we're not professionals at anything. Else. No. <laughs> we're what barely would, professionals at this. <laughs> what I would what I would say though, and, and where I was going with that was, 
you know, that, that's not, you know, we're not going to sit here and tell you socially and culturally what you should think or, or anything like that. But what I will say is whether you agree with one side or the other, the fact that the conversation is going on means that there's a lot more conversing that needs to happen. I mean, they're they're just, whether you think they're, whether you think facts are being misconstrued or mistold or whatever, the conversation needs to happen because there are a lot of people who are very upset right now and we need to figure out why. And it's to the point where we can't just ignore it and act like everything's going to go back to the way it was because we can't have it go back to the way it was once, you know, watching this movie, once Jackie Robinson came into major league baseball, you couldn't go back to the way it was. Well, and and they mentioned that in the film, he talks about how he's the first one guys. I love that when the manager's like, you guys better be worrying about your own skills because these guys can play and they're hungry and they're coming for you. And this isn't a one-time thing. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of things like that in the movie that I thought were really good. I loved that. I, I loved when, when Pee Wee comes up to him and says, you know, Hey, maybe one day we'll all wear 42. So they can't tell us apart, you know, and, um, obviously echoing what, what they actually do in major league baseball now once a year where everybody does wear number 42, uh, which is the only time that anybody in Major League Baseball wears number 42 because otherwise the number is retired. But just just things like that where, you know, this this was a breaking point. This was a changing point uh, for sports and not just baseball, but this opened the door for everything else, mm-hmm. you know, and and you started to look at things differently. But it was just – it's a powerful story. There Jackie Robinson, a major league, go ahead. There hadn't been a Major League player since the 1880s. Yeah, I freeze. No, you didn't freeze. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, it had been what sixty years, almost seventy years. Damn. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and there this idea that you know because of the color of your skin, you're not as good or not as able as someone no, else who has a different view was ridiculous. I. The, the part where the different sports reporters are all talking and one of them says, oh, yeah, they're, they've got an unfair advantage in speed because they've got a longer heel bone and so they can <laughs> run faster. And then he knocks it out of the park and the other guy looks at him and is like, was that because of his heel bone or, you know, like just because it was the most ridiculous thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, anytime but the thing people is, are afraid and anytime change happens and there's afraid, they, they come up with reasons and excuses. Right. You know, well, for these, these, are, these are conversations that still conversations like this continued. I remember in the nineties um, when uh, black quarterbacks started to become more and more uh-huh. a thing in the NFL. And there was a lot of conversation about whether or not these quarterbacks had the capability to lead a team because they right. were super athletic, but were they smart enough to lead a team? Right. And what was, and, and without saying it, what they were saying was, are black people smart as smart as white people? And that, like, it was what was being said and discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in, like, the 90s and the early 2000s. It wasn't 30 or 40 years ago. Right. Well, okay, right. it was 30 years ago. But it wasn't, <laughs> like. <laughs> it's not ancient history. It 
it's in our lifetime. In our lifetime, it happened right. in yeah. our lifetime. And yeah. luckily, if somebody were to go on, you know, a sports channel tomorrow or tonight and say those things, like the repercussions would be ridiculous Swift. for that person because it's yes. just not tolerated anymore. But it doesn't no. mean that it's not being said off the air. I still hear right. people just around me. Um, talking about the unfair advantage um, on ba with basketball, um, and and I don't I don't understand how that's even a topic anymore about yeah. the color of a, your skin and a player. If you're a human that has a talent and you practice that talent and you hone in on that talent, I don't care who you are. It, you can play and play, play the game. Right. You know, right. play it, play it fairly. <laughs> but play mm -hmm. the game. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's like the, the manager um, who ended up getting suspended because he had issues of his own. Um, when he comes in the locker room, he's like, look guys, I don't care whether he's yellow or striped or red or whatever. <laughs> he's going to help, help us win. win and I want him and, on and the team. That's, that's a true quote too. That's what the manager actually yeah. said. Yeah. He's going to help us win. So he's going to play. That was what, mm -hmm. like, all we want to do is win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found out as we were getting ready for the show, and I shared it with you guys in our uh, chat that we have going on for the show. Um, August 28th was the day that Major League Baseball this year decided to do Jackie Robinson Day. Um, and when I watched the movie, I kind of understood why, because that was when he met with Branch Rickey was on August 28th and and was kind of brought on. And that was when they decided to go forward with this. Um, right, because normally it's in April, right? April 15th, because that's when he debuted with the Dodgers was on April 15th. Uh, I they, believe they pushed it back because of COVID. Yeah, they weren't playing baseball in April. Um, but Jackie Robinson Day, if you don't know, if you don't follow baseball, if you just watch baseball movies, I get it. Um, but the, everybody wears number 42. Uh, and that happened this year on August 28th because they had to push it back. Um, and another interesting thing is August 28th was uh, 1917 was when Jack Kirby was born, who co-created Black Panther. Um, there's something comforting and strangely mm -hmm real about about that coincidence the universal lighting yeah yeah um so, but so yeah also the day that chadwick boseman died so yeah like it's just it's crazy that all three of those things would come together yeah on the same yeah. day yeah chadwick boseman was an amazing performer um this is just one of his amazing movies um he's definitely going to be missed um, I think all three of us here uh, and most people would agree with us that cancer sucks. Um, mm. I mean, it's awful. Um, anymore, it's hard to find someone who hasn't been personally affected by it in some way. Right. Right. And you've either fought with a loved one through it, uh, lost a loved one to that fight um, or fighting it yourself. Uh, cancer yeah. is just, it's just awful. Um, we, we understand we don't have the largest platform out there, but we want to do something with it. Uh, Stolen Droids Media that we are a part of is doing um, Utah Remote Con starting next week, and we're raising money for the American Cancer Society. This was decided on before anything 
happen yeah. because we, right, it's right. something that we all personally believe in because we've mm-hmm. all personally been affected by it. Um, we are asking for donations. Utah Remote Con, uh, if you follow them on Facebook, all of our panels that we're doing next week are all going to be free. You don't have to buy tickets or anything, but we are encouraging donations. Everything's going to the American Cancer Society. Uh, we're collecting that through Give Butter. Um, in the description for this video will be the link where you can go and make those donations. Um, and we are just encouraging you, if you can, donate. If you can't, we'd like you to share it and and yep. uh, at least strengthen the signal a little bit. Because we yep. get it. We know where everybody's at financially right now, too. So um, mm-hmm. if we can all do what we can, uh, every you little bit You make a big helps. difference. Absolutely. And there's going to be so. a lot of fun panels. I mean, Val's got Fast and Furious in space. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, I got put on that panel because you guys know how much I love Fast and Furious, but I don't even know how it's going to go. But it's going to be well, crazy. I'm super excited to even be involved in yeah. that nonsense. And Tracy, I think you and I, are we all three on the monster panel? The shark monster? I think panel? so. No, I'm, I'm introducing it, but I won't actually be on. I'm introducing a lot of the panels. We'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the shark panel is going to be a lot of fun. The shark one's going to be really great. Um, and and we've even got one, I think the two of you are on it, where we're talking about uh, actors that are cast into superhero roles and kind of what responsibility they have. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure Chadwick Boseman's going to come up on that, and and rightfully yeah. so. Yep, for uh, sure. But lots of really fun, great stuff. We've all missed going to conventions, and one of our favorite things to do is go to panels at conventions. And so hopefully this brings a little bit of that convention flavor uh, home while we can't go out. So, right. Um, well, that and, all and hopefully, off on hopefully, uh, hopefully Val and I will both be seeing tenant this week. Yeah. Right. Tonight, tonight, we're going to see it. it's Monday. So tonight, Oh, you're right? seeing it tonight. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it Monday. I'm seeing it tomorrow night. Today's Monday. Today's Monday. Today's Monday. <laughs> this will this will play on Monday, Tracy. You'll you'll Back be seeing up. it as this video premieres. You will be yeah, probably okay. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Step right into that one. I've seen it tonight. <laughs> All good. Yeah. All right. We'll be interested to see. Uh, next week, because of Utah Remote Con, we're, we're not going to have our regular episode because we are going to be so busy with other panels going on. Uh, I I will tell you, I will not have time to edit or put out our episode <laughs> next week. <so. laughs> but um, it, it should be a lot of fun. So please join us, uh, Utah Remote Con on Facebook. Um, we will put a link uh, to that as well in the description of this video. Uh, please donate if you can. Share the link if you can't. Uh, our goal is to raise $5,000. I think we can hit it. And I think that would be awesome. Yep. So, yep. Please. Um, absolutely. But thank you everybody for watching. Um, go watch Black Panther. We, go watch. We didn't 42. rate it. Do you want to rate oh, it? Yeah. 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 Let's give it a grade. Uh, I mean, what do you think, Val? Three, go. This is a movie I have watched over and over Again, I will search for it to see it. Um, if it's on, I will watch it. Um, we didn't mention the cinematography or the soundtrack at all today. Both of those things are amazing. Um, the, the soundtrack is very poignant because it is mm-hmm. past music and at the time 
present music that tells a story that's amazing. So check that out as well. But solid A for me. Yep. Tracy? Uh, I'm going to go A minus. I think the performances are outstanding. Uh, Chadwick was incredible. I think the directing at, in a couple of scenes is a little heavy handed for me. Um, and the pacing at times is a little bit slow. Um, but I understand that's a baseball movie. That's kind of the thing. But very, very good movie. Highly recommend, especially for Chadwick's uh, performance. Yeah. And Harrison Ford uh, did an excellent job as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, solid A for me as well. I think it's an emotionally draining movie for me because it is so powerful in a lot of spots. Um, but I enjoy it. It's one that, I mean, it's up there as far as baseball movies with like the natural field of dreams, like just – uh, this holy pantheon of baseball movies. This one belongs right in there with it. So go check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, we appreciate you stopping by and watching this or listening to it on your podcast or on your podcast or whatever you want to call it. And uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we won't see you at the movies except for Tracy and Val, who will see you at the movies as they go to see Tenet this week. All right. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye, Bye everybody.